This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about settlement solutions, litigation, mediation, and structured financial security from Ringler, the largest and most experienced company of settlement consultants in the United States. Ringler has been helping injured people and their families since 1975. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by American General, Liberty Mutual, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen. Well, hello and welcome to Ringler Radio, everyone. I'm your host, Larry Cohen, and we're certainly glad you could join us again today. Well, as you know, here on Ringler Radio, we like to spotlight many of the larger newsworthy verdicts from around the country. And in March 2019, a California jury awarded $80 million to plaintiff Edwin Hardiman against Monsanto and Bayer. The case involved evidence that Mr. Hardiman's non-Hodgkin's lymphoma was caused by his extensive exposure over the past 30 years to the weed killer Roundup on his property in Sonoma County, California. Mr. Hardiman's case is but one of nearly 14,000 filed by plaintiffs against Monsanto and Bayer, claiming Roundup's active ingredient, glyphosate, is unsafe and carcinogenic. The $80 million award was comprised of roughly $5 million in compensatory damages and approximately $75 million in punitive damages. But this punitive amount was later reduced by a federal judge, stating that while Monsanto deserves to be punished, the higher punitive award was, quote, constitutionally impermissible because it was nearly 15 times the compensatory damages award and federal guidelines provide for a lower multiple. So now after this reduction in the punitive damage award, both sides are contemplating an appeal. To discuss this important and interesting case, I'm happy to be joined by my friend and Ringler colleague, Cindy Chanley. Cindy manages Ringler's Louisville and Southern Indiana offices, And as a consultant, Cindy has more than 30 years' experience creating structured settlement plans that meet the unique needs of every claimant. So welcome back, Cindy. It's great to have you here as a co-host. Thanks, Larry. I appreciate it. Great. And our guest today is attorney Jennifer Moore, founder of Moore Law Group, PLLC, based in Louisville, Kentucky. Jennifer was Edwin Hardiman's attorney. She tried the Hardiman case in federal court, along with her co-counsel from Colorado. So with that, welcome to the show, Jennifer. Great to have you with us, and we can't wait to hear more about the case. Welcome. Larry, thank you so much for having me today. Great. Jennifer, let's begin by uh, talking about the Hardiman verdict and what led up to it. Give us a little bit of a background. Well, the the Hardiman case was the first roundup case tried in federal court, and it's actually been the only one um, against Monsanto involving roundup that has been tried in federal court. There have been two other state court cases that were tried in California where the attorneys in those cases also were successful for their clients and the juries found against Monsanto finding that Roundup in, indeed does cause non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Mr. Hardiman's case in particular was one of the first cases filed in federal court and that's how we got that one to trial when we did. It was a a unique case in the sense that the judge did something that's really kind of unheard of, and he bifurcated the case into two phases, where we first had to prove that Roundup actually causes non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and in particular, Mr. Hardiman's non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Once we we won that part of the case, and the jury deliberated on that and returned a verdict in our favor, then we went into phase two, which was on liability and damages. 
So it was a, a very different case than than we're used to um, in front of a jury. It is. Um, so, Jennifer, I've heard you speak about this case a couple of times here in Louisville, and it's it's a, it's a very interesting case. But I haven't talked. We haven't talked in a little while. But as you know, Ringler is really interested in the well-being of our clients, especially the claimants. Can you talk to us about Edwin Hardeman and how he's doing now, and kind of how Roundup has impacted his life in general? Sure. So, Mr. Hardeman actually sprayed Roundup on his property, and he he and his wife um, Mary owned a 56-acre property in Sonoma County that required a lot of um, weed management. Um, They had a poison oak um, infestation on the property. And so for approximately 26 years, Mr. Hardiman would spray Roundup in order to keep the poison oak back. And he would do that by buying Roundup concentrate and mixing it himself, um, which is you know, one thing that makes that case a little bit unique and that he is directly um, coming into contact with the product because when you buy the concentrate, you mix it with water and he would pour it into a pump-up sprayer and then use that pump-up sprayer to then apply the product onto the weed. And he did that for 26 years. It was part of his routine maintenance of his property. And um, in 2015... He was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and, you know, could not figure out how, why he would be getting non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. He had no family history of cancer. He had, he had no, you know, other reasons to think, okay, this is someone who's going to end up with cancer and started doing some research and found out that, in fact, that same year, the International Agency of Research on Cancer, which is called IARC, came out with a publication put, put together by 17 scientists, all volunteers, that determined that glyphosate, and Larry, you mentioned this, the active ingredient in Roundup, is a probable human carcinogen. And when he found that out, he contacted an attorney and my co-counsel, Amy Waxa, and and then started pursuing one of the very first Roundup cases in the country. You know, that's it's really interesting how the science is so important in this case. And according to a Reuters article, even after the judge reduced the award, Bayer still claimed that the verdict and damages award conflicted with both the weight and extensive science that supported the safety of Roundup. What are your What are your thoughts about the science? <laughs> Tell us about yeah, the science. Yeah, how, how did you convince the jury? And I, I know that um, that that's a fun story to hear because uh, I've heard it before. But how did you convince <laughs> the jury? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will tell you that um, Monsanto always will say that there is no evidence across the board that Roundup causes non-Hodgkin lymphoma. In fact, that's not true. Um, when when you look at the epidemiology studies, the toxicology studies, um, the genotox studies, it shows us that not only is glyphosate a carcinogen, but the formulated product of Roundup also um, is actually more potent than glyphosate itself, and that's what we showed the jury. And so we actually showed them the studies, and we had experts who testified and explained and walked through the studies. And we brought in an epidemiologist from UCLA who, you know, taught the jury just like she teaches her class um, at UCLA on what's an epidemiology study and walked everyone through that. And when you see the overwhelming science 
that shows that Roundup can cause non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And then you have the defendant standing up there saying, oh, there's no evidence. I mean, it's pretty clear that, um, you know, which way the jury would go at that point. Yeah. So, Jennifer, what was your reaction to the judge reducing the verdict on the case? I know that had to be, you know, not fun. It was very disappointing, um, obviously, to the Hardemans. I mean, we spent a month of our lives in this trial and then, you know, months leading up to be ready for trial. And the jury, uh, and, and I find this in every case that I've tried, the jury takes it so seriously. Um, and they spent days deliberating the, the verdict. And they came back and they made a decision that indeed Roundup caused his cancer. And they determined that Monsanto should be punished at an amount of $75 million, which is not even um, 1% of its net worth. Um, and and then $5 million compensatory. And we argued after the verdict came in that that verdict should stand. Um, Monsanto, of course, asked for the verdict to be thrown out entirely, which the judge rejected wholeheartedly. But then they also asked that the punitive damages be reduced. And, and they're really, um, and from our position, is that there was no basis for that reduction. We provided the evidence to the jury. The jury deliberated, made their decision. Um, you know, under U.S. Supreme Court cases, there is, you know, some case law out there that says anything more than a 10 to 1 ratio could be unconstitutional. But the judge still has discretion as to that particular case and the facts of the case as to whether or not the, the ratio would meet constitutional muster. And our position was it absolutely does when you, when you take in the facts of this case and the fact the product was on the market for 40 years. And Monsanto has deliberately put it out there as a safe product when the science shows otherwise. And we thought that justified um, the award that the verdict that our client received. And we actually have appealed that reduction. Yeah, when, when do you figure out that these appeals are going to win their way through the process? How long is that going to take? Right. Um, unfortunately for Mr. Hardiman, it takes, it takes a long time. And we are a year out almost from the verdict. It was end of March of last year, and our appellate brief is due next month. Um, Monsanto has already filed its brief. Our response is due next month, and they'll have a brief, and then we'll have another brief. Um, so, I mean, I, it, it, it's probably more likely that we'll get a decision on our appeal next year. Um, I, I, I would love for that decision to come down this year, but I, um, I'm worried that it's probably going to go into 2021. It's just, it's a long process and everyone has to remember that, you know, you read about the verdicts and that's not the end of the case. I mean, you, you don't, you don't win the case and then the defense says, okay, here's your check. And, and he may, and understandably so, but the appeal process can take anywhere from two to four years. And meanwhile, you know, Mr. Hardiman, thankfully his cancer, and you'd ask me this, his cancer is in remission now, but you know, he's, he's not getting any younger and it's very frustrating to him, um, knowing that, you know, he had this landmark case that he took on, um, and won, but yet 
he's not going to see any closure for a long time. Yeah, Jennifer, you're right. And uh, as you know, a lot of times defendants use the, the whole process, the length of that process, as really the impetus to, to settle cases and to get them resolved because the length of all those appeals sometimes uh, really impacts the uh, the plaintiff's ability to really enjoy any of the, any of the fruits of uh, what hopefully is, you know, is coming to him or her. So with that, let's take a quick break. But we'll be right back in just a minute, right here on Ringo Radio, with more on this extremely interesting case. We'll be right back. This is Ringler Radio, brought to you from Ringler, the nation's leading provider of fair settlement solutions. Did you know that Ringler is involved in a third of all structured settlement cases in the country? Ringler Advisors work with all the parties in a lawsuit settlement to find the best possible financial solution for the people involved. Everybody wins. There's a Ringler consultant in all the major cities of the U.S. No one has more experienced experts in the settlement business than Ringler. Check out our website at www.ringlerassociates.com for the best information for injured parties, attorneys, and claims professionals to find the Ringler Advisor nearest you. When it's your interest at stake in a lawsuit settlement, you want only the best, most objective financial plan. You can count on Ringler Advisors to create a customized plan that meets the financial needs of you and your family for the future. Visit RinglerAssociates.com to learn more. Welcome back to Ringler Radio. Glad you could join us. I'm your host, Larry Cohen, and with my co-host, Cindy Chanley, we're speaking with attorney Jennifer Moore, founder of the Moore Law Group in Louisville, Kentucky. Hey, Jennifer, I've I've read that there's a possible mediation that may happen uh, with a federal judge on on these Monsanto cases. Can you tell us anything at all? I know a lot of it's probably confidential, but is that really going on? Uh, Well, you, you hit it, the nail on the head when you said... It's probably confidential. Um, as you know, all settlement discussions are kept confidential for the party's benefit while they're negotiating. What I can say is that after um, our trial last year, that our federal judge appointed a mediator, Ken Feinberg, who is an attorney in Washington, D.C., who's been involved with 9-11 and the BP oil spill, and appointed him to, to serve as the mediator for the roundup litigation, um, any you know any discussions as far as how that's progressing is confidential, and that you know the the sheer volume of cases makes makes settlement very difficult um, in this in this world. Sounds like they have the right judge though involved with with his experience with those other cases. Yeah, no question. Uh, you know we're familiar with Ken and uh, having been involved in some of those other cases you mentioned. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's a very interesting process, and you're right. The confidentiality is important. Uh, but just generally, uh, do you foresee? I know Monsanto and companies like Monsanto, when they're faced with issues like this, I mean, they want to fight tooth and nail. But do you do you foresee uh, some of these cases getting to a to a position where settlement is possible, or or do you think it's going to be just a a, a long, long fight to the end? Well, it's it's been a, a long fight, um, but I think it's always in in both parties' interests to try to see if there's a resolution um, that can be beneficial 
for, you know, the individuals who are suffering from cancer and, and also from the company's perspective, too. I, th- I think you'll you'll see hopefully something come to the forefront in that area. I mean, the alternative is, is that we keep litigating for a number of years and given the number of cases, it will be difficult to have everyone have their day in court. And, and we want to make sure that we do everything we can um, for each individual's case to, to be heard and for them to hold the company accountable. No question. And of course, the courts will never stop being busy. We know that for sure. That's true. Well, Jennifer, I personally want to thank you as a uh, as a fellow Louisvillian. And um, uh, why don't you talk a little bit about the other kinds of cases that you're interested in handling so that our audience knows? Um, and then Larry will ask you how, how we can get a hold of you as well. Yeah, of course. Um, well, I'm still doing Roundup because <laughs> there are thousands of these cases. Um, and But that is really wrapping up at this point. And I can't stress enough that the fact that there are so many cases will make it difficult to find a resolution. Um, but I'm, I'm also working now on a different cancer case um, with the, the prescription and over-the-counter medication, Zantac. So, Jennifer, thank you very much. It's been a great show. And uh, if someone wants to get a hold of you, I know that you have a great website at morelawgroup.com. That's M-O-O-R-E lawgroup.com where you've got a lot of great information and people can get in touch with you if they if they need your services. So that's awesome. And uh, Cindy, how about you? If someone wanted to get a hold of you, how would they do that? Yes, um, you can call me at 502-569-9339 or you can email me at cchanley at ringlerassociates.com or through our website, ringlerassociates.com. Just look for me in Louisville, Kentucky. Terrific. I know your picture's in there, that's for sure. Terrific. It's terrific. So uh, for all the rest of you out there, if you want to uh, contact any Ringler Associate, go to our website, ringlerassociates.com. It's a terrific website. It's got a lot of great information on it. And uh, you can find Ringler Associates all around the country. And of course, you'll also find all the Ringler radio shows. And we've got got hundreds of them on there. And you can find those shows at ringlerassociates.com or at ringlerradio.com, legaltalknetwork.com, or on iTunes, where you can download and listen at your leisure. Well, with that, I want to thank you again for listening. And Jennifer, I want to thank you very much for being a great guest. Thank, thank you so much for having me. Terrific. And Cindy, once thanks, again. Jennifer. Once again. Thanks, Larry. Thanks for being a great co-host. Thank you very much. And for all the rest of you out there, go have a great day. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network. Its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio. Celebrating more than a decade of podcasting and over 2 million listeners. Think of Ringler, the objective settlement advisors with more than 140 consultants in 60 cities nationwide. Visit ringlerassociates.com today.